Last episode we talked about 2000s to 2010s, and now we're gonna go from 2010 to current state of hip hop. Yeah, he yep, would have made it yes, that way. Sir. Welcome, guys, to Facing the Music. Uh, super excited to have you guys uh, tuning in today for our episode. Uh, we're just moving in from the last episode where we were talking about the early 2000s, 2010, and uh, today we're gonna be talking more about. Um, 2010 and onward um so really what was going on in the earlier part of the decade um and then also you know what is going on now currently in hip-hop and we're also going to touch a little bit on what our i what our what our ideas are what we think is going to happen in the next couple up, upcoming years and where where hip-hop goes from where it's currently at um and then yeah so with that uh, my name's gray i'm your host got julian here with me and zendo in the studio as well and um yeah so i guess let's Kind of, let's start this off like how we did on the last episode. What what are your guys' main thoughts on uh, 2010 and on? Like, what are your sentiments towards it? Okay. I might just, because we had a whole conversation about how we were going to structure this. <laughs> so I might be derailing this. But then I, I just remembered back to the last episode, we did kind of want to dedicate a little bit of time to like generation defining artists, right? Yeah. Like Drake, because we didn't talk a lot about Drake in the last podcast well we mentioned we, 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 we mentioned we, him we mentioned him but yeah. i think and maybe this is just the bias because i've been on a drake wave <laughs> i've been kind of playing catch up over the last decade i mean i don't know like anyway sorry maybe to answer your question who do i think of with the 2010s sure yeah like what what do you remember from that time period or what's something that stands out to you how do you feel about that the music coming out of the time did you like it did you hate it what was something that like stands out to you um i mean it's funny because this is around the time that i personally mm -hmm. got into hip-hop which was around yeah 2010 2011 so i mean eminem honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah yep up. but that's it uh, but no um eminem um i remember bob hobson tech nine just like I, for me it was just a period of discovering new music like, i didn't really have a really notion of what was of rap as a whole you know and i had to do a lot of this work in retrospect um so i don't know my 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 can my mental canvas is a little bit warped when it comes to that <laughs> specific time period but sure. uh that's what i think of like that that those are the artists that i was listening to and kendrick obviously yeah kendrick had like in around like 2014 or so i got gotcha. you mm -hmm. yeah no it's definitely that's interesting perspective for sure what about you julian what do you think what comes yeah. to mind um yeah, it's very like I, I when I think of that, I don't really think of one individual. I feel like yeah, it's like pretty scattered. Um, if I could put one word to it, I think change. I think the last uh the last word that I used for two thousand to two thousand tens, I used the word new. So it's like you know, hip hop was like right after old school. You got new, and then now you have a big change in music. So I wouldn't even necessarily point it of individual because yeah, I mean yeah, when I think of two thousand tens, yeah, I do think of Drake. Kendrick kind of like them coming up but I just think of new uh new improved and uh, some uh, a big change in in the community and something that sure. I'm wasn't necessarily aware of too much because like I said hip-hop was definitely new for me at the time and I'm still okay. like discovering new things you know? okay sorry maybe sorry I because I, I want to go back because I think that's a great way to answer that question <laughs> if I had to go to a specific word because I think the word no. that I thought it was renaissance for okay. yeah. um, I, I would say the word for this was like a refining because yeah Julian brought up a great point it was kind of like you had the 90s which was very raw and then you had this kind of rebirth of rap 
in the early 2000s with a new sound that was kind of emerging but then but but there was it was very clunky at least the way that i hear it sure. when i listen to old like 2000s rap specifically it's just very um it's almost uncanny like the best way i can describe it is like you know like polar express sure. where it's like it's on the verge of being like good cgi but you're like no something about Something's this is unsettling off. it's no. it's kind of like obviously there's good rap in I the like early that. 2000s no, right I hear it. but it's like being that my ear is more attuned to this time period sure. i feel like for me it's like a much more refined version instrumentally and lyrically of the early 2000s you know like it's like that. they mastered it i share some yeah no i really like that that's a, that's an interesting way to put it um i had a very different idea of it and then you know once you guys started talking i was like you know that makes a lot more sense you know i want to hear your original idea though. well i i was more on the lines of it was just kind of like in its like growing pains, you know, I, like the early 2000s, like 2000, 2010 was like kind of uh -huh. like the golden era where hip hop kind of hit its stride. And then in 2010 to like 2015, 2016, I think hip hop really hit its stride commercially more than anything. Okay. And just its um, marketability. Mm -hmm. That's more the, where my head was on the subject more I than see, anything. I but I love that what you guys said, because I think that's, that's a really good point. Um, yeah. I, I never really, really thought to think of it like that, like as a renaissance. And that's a really good way to put it as far as, you know, what was happening like culturally and also just in the community itself, but also in music as a whole. I think there was a lot of change and shift in what, um, you know, how music was produced, also how music was um, um, sent out or like uh, was distributed. You know, there yeah. was a lot of a lot of um, advancements in, in, in streaming and whatnot. And we're going to definitely touch on that in a second. Um but yeah, I think the biggest thing that sticks out to me in the 2010s was um, just the sonically how things sounded, yeah. you know? Yeah. It, it was very, very similar to the early 2010s, but refined, you know, like you were saying, like very refined. It, it, it was, it was getting to where it needed to be, you know? And it's really interesting that we were, cause you know, we, like you guys said, we kind of started listening to hip hop music around that, or at least you two started listening to hip hop music around that time from 2010 and upward. So you have like a sentiment towards it. And it's interesting because Darian mentioned, um, Darian had mentioned that the early 2000s for you sounded very clunky and kind of wonky, like not, not your style, like the, with a CGI reference. I really like that. But I have a question for you guys. Do you think that's because it really was like that? Or do you think because that was before our generation or before we started listening to hip hop? Do you think that that had some type of effect on how you felt about that music going back and listening to it in retrospect? Because yeah. I know for me personally, like the 90s, I love 90s music. Tribe Called Quest is like one of the first names that comes to mind. I, Nas, I mean, mm -hmm. you have a lot of big names and it's great to listen to, but it's not something that I listen to every day, mm -hmm. yeah, you yeah, know, no, per yeah. se. So I don't know. What, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Do you think you feel you have that sentiment towards it because it was something that um, you didn't necessarily grow up with or you weren't part of the culture at that time? Or do you think it's just genuinely you just you wouldn't be behind it even if you were around in that time. Um, I think it's a mix of both. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, I think, but I see where you're coming from. And I actually would say it's a lean of what you said. I, I think it's more because I'm more accustomed to the sound sure. that I grew up on in rap. But at the same time, like, and it's for, it's the same for me, but, but it's weird because like I go back to, you know, like most deaf and Talib Kweli, and it's not like they're incapable of putting out tracks that I think stand the test of time, at least for me personally, right? Sure. But that, and that's kind of where I think it really, what like when I say refining, it, it's so fitting because 
I'd say it has to do with the technology. Like you definitely had people that like, like sampling. I think sampling is a great way to mm. kind of maintain um, sonic integrity and have a song sound good because it has a degree of timelessness to it already mm. just by virtue of sample. I mean, obviously you have to have a good sample, but usually if you're doing that and you have artistic ability, you can do it in a way that makes it sound good, right? But when you're just doing raw production, because I, and obviously I don't know the specifics of it, but it seems to me like a lot of new technology was being developed sure. at the time with the digital age and, and everything that kind of comes along with that. And it was like, they just hadn't mastered that yet. And, uh, yeah. and, and I'm just a lot of like the drum beats were just off, <laughs> like, and not off. Like, I mean, I remember at the time, like listening to it and thinking it was fine. But now that I listen to the music that I do, I'm like, wow, like, how did I ever like, <laughs> like, oh, I but I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like music has gotten a lot more intricate. Too, yeah. in the last couple of years, especially just um, composition and on the production side, not necessarily on the lyric. I mean, on the lyrical side too, I think there's a lot more experimentation or experimentation in a different way, I guess is a better word for that. Because mm -hmm. um, there's, you know, there's experimentation, experimentation through and through in hip hop. But yeah, I think a big part of it was just uh, the production aspect. I think that a lot of the style changed very drastically. I mean, you, you hear a lot more... Um, I don't want to say EDM, but like electronic, like yes, house yes. music Synth influences, yeah. synthesizers are, mm -hmm. I yeah. mean, synthesizers have always been big, but just in, in hip hop music, I feel like the synthesizers are being used a lot more. Um, I feel like um, instruments and um, plugins and certain things are being used in ways that they were not originally created for, yeah. which is birthing just new techniques and new sound and new style. So that's really cool to see. Um, but see, sorry. No, I didn't no, mean to go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, and this is kind of the paradox of rap, right? And I'm going to bring them up again because I just can't stop. But but it's it's relevant, right? Which okay. is the recovery album. Because I go back to recovery. It's specifically, like, the first song off of that album was Not Afraid, you know? That was, like, I remember listening to the song and being like, holy crap, this dude's got word skills, right? Sure. But productive, production-wise, that is one of the most basic songs you can listen to, right? It's super basic. But that, that therein lies, like, the paradox of rap, where in a lot of other genres, you have to depend on either instrumentation and or your own vocal ability, you know, to be, for a melody specifically, right? Sure. A melody and um, harmonization, with rap, you can really get by with having a subpar beat, but if your lyrics are good enough for people that enjoy rap, they're still going to listen to it, right? Sure. Now, obviously, and that's kind of what's changing with the new wave of rap is where we're that balance, the balance between instrumentation and lyrics is is in this constant flux, and you're, you're left to decide, okay, what am I willing to sacrifice? Do I want better lyricism? Do I want better instrumentation? And who are the artists that can give me the, both, the, be sure. the, the best of both worlds? So anyways, I, I think that when it, we like, again, I, I like the word refining because I feel like a lot of artists were experimenting with production. Mm -hmm. And then there are a lot of artists that were able to master that and keep their lyrical potency at a, at a very uh, acceptable level, you know, or, or exceptional level even. Yeah, no, I, th I think that's a really good point. And the reason I bring up that question is because before we got on the air, we were talking about, our personal sentiment towards like the new wave of hip hop. And we're not going to talk about that just yet. We'll get into that in a second. Cause I definitely want to start a little, at least somewhat chronologically here. Um, but I did just want to say the reason I asked that question was because when we were having that conversation earlier, I had asked, well, is that because like the same question that I just asked, yeah. you know, is that because yeah. we didn't grow up with it or we don't understand it? Or is it because we just genuinely don't like it? Or are we not willing to accept 
the way that hip hop is going, you know, because there are some, and hey, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's a lot of people that refuse to listen to even like 2000s hip hop, you know, there's, they strictly only listen to 90s hip hop and that's totally okay. You know, you, you, you have every right to listen to whatever music you like to listen to and what you enjoy. Um, but no, I just, I just wanted to bring that question up, just kind of just throw it out there as we go forward with this. So early 2000s, or excuse me, not early 2000s, uh, 2010 to 2015. Let, let's start with that five years. I think that's a good chunk that we can break it up into because I think everything after that, things get a little bit more hectic and we might have to nitpick a few things there. But 2010, 2015, I think that's a good place to start as far as that. And um, yeah, I mean, what what are some things that... Uh, and I guess what what are some things that were going on at that time? I mean, we, we talked about, you know, how production's getting better. We talked about how um, hip-hop's kind of hitting its stride. It's kind of in a refinement f- period. What are some, I mean, I, well, what do you guys want to talk about? You want to talk about names? You want to talk about artists in particular? You want to talk about the culture at the time? Like, I've you want to talk about I've our personal artist. experiences? I've got an artist, which I, okay. and I think he's fitting just because of what we were just talking about. And it has to be Drake. It has to be Drake because, I mean, I... I I'd argue that's kind of when, I mean, Thank Me Later came out in 2009, 2010. So it was Thank Me Later, So Far Gone. Dude, I, I'm, I'm messing up the, dis, the, the chronology of this, but. You're good, man. When, so going back to what I was saying before about the balance of lyricism and instrumentation, mm-hmm. I feel like that formula was really perfected by Drake in a lot of ways. I can agree with that. And it I ha- can see that. It has pros and cons because I personally never, I didn't get into Drake until like a month ago, you know? <laughs> and it was because I was definitely playing the part of of being a contrarian. I, I just didn't want to hop on the mainstream bandwagon, right? Which is something that I think you can do in pretty much any in any uh, field, right? Is to say, oh, no. this new stuff that's coming out, it's not my taste. And I mean, not that Drake was particularly new, but to me... Be, just by virtue of him being ma- mainstream, I didn't believe he was an artist of substance. But going back and listening to his his uh, discography, I've just been heavily impressed because I see the elements in his artistry that is the manifestation of the refination of rap, you know, mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways. I think it's kind of like if you, he, he's kind of like, he's an all-rounder. He does everything just good, good enough, enough. To, to bring you back to the next project, even if you that. know that you're going to get the same thing, right? And there's, n- I, and I, you, like, I know Julie and I have, have had this conversation about just kind of being bored because it seems kind of stale, you know? But, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, I just, it's kind of music that just kind of fits every vibe. And sure. he, he, and, but what that comes with, it, it lacks nuance in a lot of ways which you can push back on that. And that that's kind of just an overgeneralized statement. But um, I just think that his music really does a good job of representing how rap was developing, if not him being the one that was developing rap to where it is. I mean, he definitely inspired a lot of the mainstream artists that are coming out today oh, as sound wise, you know? Sure. So, yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. Uh, yeah, that that's a, a very big name. Sure, that can't that can't be overlooked. Whether no matter how you feel about him, you know, I'm just uh, repenting. Uh, That's what yeah. it is. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, but I think uh, something that kind of goes hand in hand with that too is um, the advent of streaming and just the popularization of streaming music versus 
downloading it on your iPod, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and paying for it in iTunes or in Napster or whatever program or, or pirating it even, you know what I mean? Yeah. When did streaming serve like Spotify? I think and Spotify Apple? started in like 2004, but I don't think it really got. No yeah, way. Spotify has been around for a while, but I don't think they actually. It wasn't got any a streaming surface service yet. I think yeah, in, in the beginning it else. was like a. Maybe I'm messing things up. I could have sworn it was just like a music recognition. It's possible. I don't know, dude. I, let me not. Let me not put out false well, information. Well, I do. Then. I do remember that before. Hell, even before Spotify, that MySpace was actually doing uh, streaming. Like they had music. Yeah, that well, yeah, and we're that was kind of a thing. That. Mm-hmm. that was kind of a thing before SoundCloud. Sure. Before SoundCloud was like really the main source of finding music and stuff. I think MySpace was definitely a place where. Well, yeah. Before I, Facebook was like a humongous yeah. thing, like there was music in playlists. That's what it was. It was playlists. Yeah, playlists I remember. I remember we were big. talking about that in the early 2010s yeah. too. How like. Artists like um, like Soldier Boy, you yep. know, got started basically off of MySpace. On MySpace, yeah, yeah. it was really like a bit Britney. Spe- I mean, there's a lot of artists you can think about, you know, that had found success because of that, you know. Before so the the first social media platform, before you know, social media is a thing the way it is now, you know, right, right. It's kind of one of the first big ones. You just reminded me when you mentioned playlist, it was Pandora. Like Pandora was Pandora the was first one, one of the first, a very big one. Yeah, um, Napster. Napster, yeah, that's what yeah, I was saying. You yeah. paid like eight bucks a month and you had access to like all the music. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I totally, I mean, because we're just so used to these household names of Spotify sure, and Apple Music yeah. just dominating the industry, <laughs> but these were really the first companies that kind of pioneered that that business model. Yeah. But even before that, you would never, you were, like at least from my memory, I don't recall downloading these. You would only like be able to just listen to them on the computer. Like SoundCloud, yeah, yeah. I don't recall SoundCloud in the beginning. You're able to like download them. They're just like, I mean, hell, even now, like you, the only way you can download them is to have the premium of SoundCloud. No, no, well, I think you can no, still no, no. It depends because really? it's it's a, it's uh, up to the artist's discretion. Like, yeah, you they, can you can choose if you yeah. want it to be. Oh, okay. I thought you needed the premium for that. Or I mean, you can also just get plugins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, you, you can, can find a way. Extensions. Just that the way in the beginning, I remember it was very like just listen. It wasn't like because. I remember when iTunes first became a thing, we're like, oh, you're able to download stuff on your phone. Like, that's cool. New. Well, yeah, but you had to pay for individual songs or yeah, individual albums. Or the albums. You know, yeah. and then, and then you yes. had streaming come where you're just paying a service. No, no, no of know? course. But I'm just saying, like, I remember that being a very big thing before when they had, like, websites like MySpace or SoundCloud and things like that. That was just strictly streaming. Like, at least in the beginning. I, I don't want to be, a, I don't well, know if I was 100% correct on that, but I do remember just that the downloading aspect was definitely more newer than when it first was a thing. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, streaming is a relative, I mean, has relatively newfound success, right? It's not, it's not necessarily something that hasn't been around for a while. It's not something that necessarily started in 2010. Um, just from my recollection, at least that's around the time where it started picking up and it started being widely accepted and people were more willing to pay six dollars a month set whatever yeah. the price was to have access to this unlimited library of music instead of having to take up space on your computer and you, i mean you could download as you please you know but like instead of taking up space on your computer on your iphone on your samsung like whatever device you have you know and not having and also 
not having to carry. This was like one of the first times ever where you were not carrying around an MP3 player or an iPod touch on top of your iPhone. You know, you just had everything in the palm of your hand in one device. So you could listen to your music. You could make your calls. You could do everything on one device and you could stream that music. You didn't even have to just, you know, there was a point where you actually had to sit there and download music onto your iPhone before, before Apple music or Spotify came around, you know, it made it accessible where you could just download an app and you have access to it, you know? Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, none of this was really possible. Like, the idea of streaming wasn't possible until... Because it was around the iPhone 4. That was really what kind of revolutionized. Because it had that power to do exactly what you were just saying. I mean, obviously, you had the iPhone 3, but the the Apple store and... None of that had limited. It was extremely limited. And not just Apple, just... Uh, smartphones like, in smartphones general, in yeah, general yeah. hadn't hit that spot yet where it was viable to be able to run these exactly. things without destroying your battery or an iPhone, you know. the iPhone, because up until that point, there weren't really competing <laughs> smartphone brands until like the iPhone four and five, like right, where right. other devices, because I mean, if you think about it as, okay. So if you, I mean, if we do this just chronologically, as far as streaming services go, we talked about Pandora and you know, all of that. Yeah. All of that would have had to been done by on your computer, right? And then you have the advent of the iPhone, which opens up the iTunes store, right? But Spotify wasn't an app yet. And and iTunes was exclusive to iPhone. So there was no other smartphone that could have had apps to provide that type of store. I mean, right. short of Pandora, maybe, you sure. know? But then once you had like Samsung and Google that were also putting out phones of the same caliber, you then had the opportunity for Spotify to make it. And you had unlimited access. I mean, that's with data plans. And yeah. yeah, So, I mean, and and I think streaming definitely something that has its pros and cons. You know, I think it definitely depends. I think if you ask an artist, I don't think they might have the same sentiment that a, a consumer might have, you know, yeah, because of the way that they get paid from it. You know, the way that they, they monetize it uh, is definitely different. Um, but overall, I mean, it's, it's such a marvel of technology to be able to have that and the exposure that you're able to get, you know, that now, like, you know, think about it. I mean, I, I don't, I don't remember personally having a CD player, but I remember some of my friends had CD players, you know, like around the you time. Like or like, yeah, but not like, not like tape players. Like I'm talking like actual like CD. CDs. Yeah. Not, not tapes, um, not like cassette tapes. Yeah. I had a CD player back in the day. That's what I'm saying. Like, I remember when CD players were a thing, it's like whatever you could get your hands on is what you listen to, you know, or like you went to the store and you bought what you had. Or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I never, again, I never owned one. I had, a, I, the first thing I think I owned for like music was digital and it was an MP3 player. Mm-hmm. And I remember just going on like LimeWire or whatever and, and you know, downloading music or, or even paying for it sometimes on Apple, you know, depending on, you know, the situation and what the song was. But you didn't have access to a larger network of artists. You were like almost confined to your region you know and what was popular in the region that you lived in or in your environment you know or what was around you because there was really no way to really experiment or experience music outside of your culture or your specific environment because you didn't have the access like i can go on my phone and i can be like all right i can go on i can go on apple music i can go to browse and it'll just pull up a bunch of playlists, a bunch of new music that's come out from varying artists from different genres, not even necessarily something I would listen to. And I can go through and just click a button and start listening to it and see, oh, what is this artist about? I've never even heard about them before, you know? And boom, like that, you've gained a new, you might've just gained a new diehard fan, you know? Whereas you didn't have that before. It was like, okay, I have $5. I don't, I mean, it wasn't $5, but I'm just saying, I have five bucks to go buy a CD at the store or I have five bucks to download a couple songs on iTunes. I know I like these artists and I, I've already listened to these songs and I've heard them. So this is what I'm going to buy, right? So you were almost kind of limited. Whereas now 
it's incredible. It's it's insane, you know, the 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 vastness, like, you know, the, the endless sea of of music that is at your fingertips, you know, that was never a possibility before. And that just opened so many doors for people that may have not found success originally making music, you know, or weren't able to reach their the audience that needed to hear it. You know what I mean? You had you might have had someone that was I, I, just as an example, I don't know, you might have had some somebody in Brooklyn, you know, at the, in the advent of, of, or like in the early 2000s when hip hop was the thing and you got some guy playing his guitar and making pop music or, or making country music. And, you know, you're not, in, he was that person might have not been in the demographic they needed to be in to get their music out to the people that would be interested in it, right? You know, so it's a really cool thing to see how how it's changed the game. And, and something I actually wanted to bring up with streaming too is, old uh, music from before streaming started, you know, is now all digitized and now I'll put on a, a streaming service, you know? So now you have, for one that comes to mind is um, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. She found huge success after streaming started because now that was like, you didn't have to go out and buy a CD Every of, a, of yeah. a song from the early 2000s or the 1990s, you know? You have it right there. You don't have to go out and buy that. And that, and at that point, you know, it's not like those those records are still being produced, you know? So it's not like you're you, like those artists are making money. You're probably buying that CD or tape secondhand at that point. So now this person just is able to still make money off of their art form and still find success off of us, an album, a song, or whatever, or a piece of art that, you know, might as well may have been just lost, you know. So I, I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up. I know that doesn't really have anything to do with hip hop, but I think it's it's no, it has it's a humongous. It has yeah. well, not just hip hop alone in music, music. I mean, but yeah, I mean, ever since streaming came into the into into the world, I mean, you got it pushed hip hop further. I mean, you have sure. you have uh, the the Grammys or like. They have the most streaming. That that's like a new thing now, where it's like the next award for most streamed artist. So it's like, yeah, it's it's it's, it's a big deal. Like, uh, it, but it also makes me question: Do you think it's because uh, you did mention that it can be for? Do you think for some artists this can be a negative thing, especially how now streaming is such a normal thing that for people that are very talented, they don't they aren't getting the ears that they should i don't know maybe maybe that's well, not the best question to ask but that's the perfect question yeah no, <laughs> because I, I was just about seriously to, yeah. i apologize yeah. if i didn't ask it no i don't know I was no trying no to i think it. i think that's a really good question i think that's a very yeah i think that's a very important point to bring up uh, i'm actually glad you brought that up because like back in the day you had a lot of people like in new york you have like hey check out my cd you know now it's or anywhere yeah, yeah like you know here listen to my cd you go in high school hell hell mac miller when he like he was a high school rapper he literally stood outside of his high school gave people cds now it's yo check out my instagram oh check out my soundcloud like you know now it's like it, it's different you know what so, i mean let me so this is going to sound a little bit tangential but i, I swear it all it will all time <laughs> no you're good um well, so kind of going back as far as extremely is concerned, I remember I, I wanted to bring up YouTube because I remember like jailbreaking my iPod to have a specific app that could download YouTube videos and let me listen to the songs that I wanted to listen to, you know? Now, this is relevant because just yesterday I was talking to my friend about the idea of having a YouTube career, you know? And, and because, I mean, th again, this is kind of tangential, but that 
that whole job sector <laughs> was almost spawned by a singular person, you know, by PewDiePie, right? Who, I mean, I, I don't, I, like, I don't know the whole history of YouTube, right? But he, he is, actually, I don't know to date, but he was the highest earning YouTuber, right? And he is what revealed to the public that you could actually make a living off of doing YouTube, right? So, and now, and then that begs the question, like now that we have this like surge of content because people see financial opportunity in that, what does that have to say about, you know, you know, is that a good thing, right? For artists in general. I see, and I see where and you're my going response this. to that is, it, it, I think in any business, it follows that model of you'll have a bunch of people at the top that just make it, it, it's actually like a, a formula. It's called the Pareto distribution where 20% of any P, uh, any of, um, of a group in any given domain do 80% of the work, right? And then 80% do 20% of the work. Some, something along those lines. I don't know the exact proportions, but in rap, it's kind of the same thing. You have a bunch of people that are at the top, right? That are touted as like the greats that put out music consistently. But, and, and you can make the argument, oh my gosh, like they're, they're, hog they're hogging all the spotlight. Like they're taking up the real estate of rap, right? But the, by, by sheer volume or, or accessibility through streaming services, yeah, you may not make it big by, you know, having millions of dollars. And I mean, that's on you, but you also, there's more of a chance for you to make a livable income, right? If you're dedicated to actually grinding of that course. out and doing that, you know? I, and I, I don't know that for sure. I don't know. I have never done that myself, you know? We're kind of endeavoring that by doing sure, this podcast. Sure. This is kind of a microcosm. No, but I hear what that, you're saying. You, you're yeah. pretty much like, even if you're not going to become like this mega star, there is the opportunity where we live, we live in a world where you're able to just get a computer, get a mic, and you can make music where that wasn't really... Uh, that wasn't the reality 10 in, years ago yeah exactly exactly <laughs> so you i mean i agree record label behind you yeah i mean sure we're probably gonna there are probably gonna be artists out there that will be quiet and just underground artists but hell they have a they have a following they have a following they have they're making money yeah and it i may think not that's be. That, i think that's the most important part at the end of the day you know if you yeah. have a group of people appreciating your art form i mean what's better than that and this conversation had sparked because the friend that I was talking to about this was just asking me like, how much do you allow, how much do you think about being remembered? You know, like how much does that drive your day-to-day -day actions about letting your legacy live on, right? And so you can obviously say like, oh my gosh, like there's so many rappers that aren't getting their due because there are all these rappers that we just kind of fall back on, right? because they're popular right. but it's like okay yeah that, that might be true and there's there's something to be said there but if a rapper or, or any artist is doing art for art's sake because they have a passion for it they're not really going to care right as long as they're making a livable income and, and i mean maybe that's that's on them whether or not they want to settle for that right right I'd, I'd hope that they are not just making a livable income but that they're flourishing um but that's just kind of the beauty of it is that we I mean, think about all the artists we listen to, right? We listen to a bunch of underground artists. And a lot of make, them aren't, yeah, they're not making even millions, not, yeah, you know? Like, yeah. I was listening to, it's funny, this actually was a couple years ago. Um, I was listening to this artist, and I was like, dang, I really like this artist. And, I mean, he had some some songs that were, you know, like, that were, you know, they got on the radio. You know, I don't know if they were ever, like, Billboard chart, you know, they were chart-topping or anything, but... Then I went and looked at just, you know, just out of curiosity. Hmm, I wonder how much, like, you know, like, what they're making and, like, if they're you know, consistent. Cause at that time, I think the, the last time that I heard from them was like from a couple years back. Right. And so I, I did a little research and this guy, his, his net worth was like a hundred K. And who is this? Nash. 
Nash. Yeah, he's more of like a, a pop, like a, a, a singer. He's not uh, he's not a rapper. Yeah, uh, but that, I was that like, name sounds very familiar. I mean, though. he's gotten more popular over the years. I mean, this was probably like four or five years ago I'm talking about, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow, that's crazy. Like this guy, or like even Hoodie Allen, for example, is another good example of an artist that, you know, I've, I followed from the beginning and it's not necessarily my favorite artist, but I, I just admire like the sweat that he puts into his work, you know? Yeah. And he's not making a million, you know, he's not making five, 10, 15, 50 mil a year. You what, know, he's 100,000, bro. That's like, that's like doctor level, you know, a six figure salary. That's off what I'm of saying. Like, yeah, You're still yeah. making like six figures. And I mean, even if you weren't, I mean, you know, what, what, what's the medium household income in the U S right now is like around 40, 50 K yeah, right yeah. around there in these times. So, I mean, even if you're able to do that and you know, you're able to provide for your family and still do what you love, why wouldn't you do it? You know, why, why work a nine to five job? That's going to pay you the same thing, but it's going to make you do. You yeah. Not, and maybe, and yeah. maybe you do like it. Maybe you enjoy it, but it's not going to give you the same freedom that you get from make from, you know, putting out your own stuff or it might not even be in the same field, you know? And, yeah. and so I think that's a, that's a, that's a decision that, uh, that someone has to personally make. But yes, I, I, I get what you're saying, Julian. Like, do you think that, um, you know, streaming has affected artists a hundred percent because I don't think that they get compensated as well as they did when it was just album sales. Sure. But at the same time, I think what, what compensates for that is the exposure and the other avenues that open up from having that exposure. You know, we're seeing a lot more artists and stuff. I mean, it's always been a thing in hip hop in general, but you see like, for example, J Cole does a shoe with Puma or Kanye has his Yeezys and his clothing brand, you know, he's able to capitalize off of the success that he's already made in something else and move into something else. And you got to realize maybe these guys, maybe that's not their end goal. Maybe their, maybe their true passion hasn't been found yet. And they just happen to be pretty gifted at making music. And it's something that they enjoy. They made some money and you know, like again, back to Kanye, like I know Kanye is really big into, um, you know, design and, and like clothing design. But did you know that Kanye, before that, he was like an artist. He was like making art in college mm-hmm. and in high school and stuff. You know, like he was very big on that. And there's like a guy, I was reading an article the other day about this guy that like went to school with him and like collected some of his artwork. And he just has it now because he just, he loves the art form. That's that so he did, dope. You know? And he says, I love what he's doing with his, not a hundred percent. So don't quote me, but he's like, I love what he does with his music, but I love more what he does with like a pencil or like, you know, with the pen or like when he's doing actual, like um, not actual, but when he's doing art versus like, um, like a musical art, you know? Gotcha. So it was, I think that's really cool, you know? And, and so it's kind of hard to like make a, a generalization on that. I think it's, it's very assumptive to say that every artist is the same. Cause I think everybody has their own motivations. I think every artist has their, their, their own reasons for doing anything, just like anybody has any motivation to do anything in general, you know? So, yeah, I, I I do think that in some ways it it could be it could be like a, a negative or like a crutch uh, like uh, streaming can be, but I also think that it just the the pros just to to like wrap this up the pros outweigh the cons in my opinion. Oh, okay. Before we wrap that up into <laughs> this is going to be kind of a wrap up, but also mm-hmm. move on into the next part of the conversation. I think it's fitting to bring this up. Be- okay, so going back to the original question, whether how that's affecting the state of hip hop specifically, right? And I think so much good has come from that because like one of my favorite quotes is like Dave Chappelle. He, he, he like talks about in an interview about how his dad had asked him, um, he's like, you know, like as a comedian, you're just not gonna make a bunch of money. And he says like, you know, like dad, you're a teacher. Like kind of, just what you were saying, yeah, yeah, right? He's I like, remember it. Yeah, 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 yeah
in that way, I think it's benefited. But now, so let's, let's, I think this is a perfect place to talk about the new age of hip hop, right? Sure. Because with the opportunity of financial, with the opportunity for um, profit, right? You have people that aren't true to the art form, right? So you have people that may come in into it because they want to do what they want to do. They make money however that comes sure. and they make their moves for, to those ends, right? Um, while staying true to the art form. But you have people that specifically pig, piggyback on the genre because they see it as a gold mine, right? And that is where, when we were talking about the new age of hip hop, like, is it just a rendition of the age old uh, pattern of just being like, oh, like, you know, this is new music, we don't understand it. But when you have artists on record saying, I don't care about the culture or like, I don't care about hip hop, I'm doing this just to have fun and make money, sure. you know? And again, it's not like I'm saying there's any, like, inherently, like, it's not like I'm, I, I don't right. want to necessarily pass judgment and say, oh, well, you're a horrible person for that, right? But now when we're talking about it from an artistic perspective and talking about artistic integrity, right? This is where we have to ask questions about the standards of hip hop, which not necessarily that there should be, right? But if, if they're going to be new conventions and, and people want to like, you know, like, Art no. is a give and take, you know, that's, no, that's the whole it. premise of it. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, maybe this is like, I, I think that's a good conversation to have. Like, this is where this kind of brings us into 2015 to 2000, or do you think there's still more to be had in, in the earlier part? I mean, we, we can go back and forth. I'm yeah, totally yeah. cool with that. No, um, I agree with everything you're saying. I agree. I mean, it really, it really depends on what you look at on what's right and like yeah. what's wrong really. Because at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with wanting to make money and wanting to be successful. Yeah. I mean, it does come to a point where it's like if you're doing something artistic, like if you're asking that type of question, of course, they're not. They don't really care about the art form. They're just trying to make money. But is there is the real question is, is there anything wrong with wanting to make money? Like, I mean, I like I hate to just be uh, like little Yachty, for instance. Right. Yeah. I hate to just like, oh, like screw little Yachty. Well, there are peers of like idk for instance he's like one of her like more newer rappers but very you know definitely more talented than than the rest um he tweeted at at him saying yo can't wait for the new album so there are people that are that do appreciate the art form that do respect others that aren't yeah. if you know what i mean yeah and kind of like what you were mentioning earlier you you were talking about is it just because we were born at a specific time why we care for things I think that is a very big deal. I think it is. It does depend on what you're born in. Like I, when I talk to my dad about rock and roll music, he talks about it like he still listens to it when he first listened to it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think it really does depend on you know you're introduced you're introduced to something at a certain time, and it you know when you listen to music, you when you when you listen to a song, it's like oh I remember when I was in this part of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It yeah. really does. I think that does play a big Nostalgia. part. Even yeah. though, sure, the future does bring on a lot of tech technological advances like production and things like that but i do think depending on where you were listening to music at that time really does affect really does affect yeah. on that yeah i mean yeah i have a lot to say about that <laughs> <laughs> really, so sorry yeah go, yeah, no, no, go, no, go ahead no. go ahead well i just to kind of co-sign that because i remember like you guys know how much i'm on eminem you know like that's <laughs> that and it's because that Eminem got me through high school, you know, uh -huh. it just, it kind of, uh, diffused a lot of the angst that came with kind of coming of age. And I remember when you guys started getting me into like J Cole and heavy into Kendrick, 
I, like I didn't vibe with it that much. I was like, oh, like my friends like it and there must be a reason for that. But the more I listened to it, the more I came to enjoy it and break free of the conventions that I was confining myself by, right? And so, but it's so hard to extend that same courtesy to a lot of the artists that I hear, you know, to be like, yeah, let me just break down my whole artistic like vision for, you know, like my paradigm again and start listening to like, you know, I'm not going to name names, but you know, whoever it is in this. Yeah. New wave and I don't, I don't want to take anything away from people that are like, cause I did bring up, I do think there is art. And like, if you come into a mindset on something that is artistic, of course, that's going to come out better than someone who's just trying to make money. I just wanted to yeah make that clear. But yeah, honestly, man, just to put it as plainly and it might not be like, just to be very abrupt and very crude about it. Like I feel like in, at least in hip hop, at least in hip hop, I'm not going to, I'm not speaking on other genres, just in hip hop as it stands right now. I think a lot of people need to hop off the dick of these new artists, like of like just shitting on them, you know, like, oh. I feel like there's a lot of oh. sentiment of like, Oh, you're not as good. You're not living up to the expectations, but think about it, man. Like this is how I think about it. Right. You go your whole life, right. Just to like, break down that idea of people just shitting on it, you know, for lack of a better word. And again, I'm not saying that I love this music, you know, I'm not saying that it's like something I listen to every day, but like I can appreciate, I've come to appreciate it for what it is, you know, for the most part, there's some stuff I still can't get behind, but that's in every genre, you know, everybody yeah. has their own taste and their own palate and that's totally okay. Like I might like broccoli, you might not like, that's okay. That That's totally okay. But what really grinds my, not grinds my gears, but what but really, what really gears. bugs me about it <laughs> is when people just are like, immediately out the gate it's like oh that's just trash like this is just not good and it's like well why do you think that you've listened to maybe 30 seconds of it and you are it's like it's it's almost like judging a book by its cover at least listen to it through and then formulate your opinion on it you know and so i think of it like this like you for example you're a kid right and you're you're saying your whole life um just an example i want to be a basketball player right like i i that is my goal in life i want to be a or whatever you know but i'm just gonna use basketball player as an example well your parents from the beginning or anybody is just like you're never gonna be that you're never gonna accomplish what michael jordan accomplished you know you're never gonna be at the level of a kobe or a or a uh, LeBron James, you know, it's just never going to happen. You know, the, the, the odds are slim, right? And then you go, but you still try, you know, you're still trying, like, you know, you, you start learning how to dribble, you know, you start, you know, like getting your feet wet in the, in the, in the game and you start understanding how it works. And then you keep going, you keep getting better, you keep getting better, you keep working at it. And then, but still people are shitting on you. Right. And then you're still now, okay, now you're in the NBA. Now you're in the big leagues. Right. And people are still calling you trash. You know what I mean? You're not giving that person the chance so like you're you're bringing them down almost, right? You're not not like like directly, you know what I mean? It's not like you're going up to like an artist and being like, "Hey, you're garbage. You should stop making music." But when you limit some like a creative or like an artistic um, movement like that, I think you're not allowing it to come to its full potential. You know, think about if that would have happened with like, I mean. I think there's definitely some pros to it too. Like for example, in the nineties, I think by people hating on it, it really, it really did help push it forward and made it like, it was like, I'm going to do this even more now because you're telling me not to do it. Right. But I think right now the sentiment for hip hop, for people that are not necessarily into the new wave or just like labeled old heads by Gen Z or by like these new artists coming up. I think a big part of that is that just, just the unwillingness to not be part of that community of the new community, right? Just saying, well, this is a community we built and we don't like the way it's going. And that's totally okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But like, I just don't like when people are like, oh, this is just absolute utter garbage. Like, this is just dumb. Like, this is, they should just not do this. Like, the, I don't like the way that hip hop's going. And 
again, you could totally not like the way that it's going. That's totally okay. You, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm not exactly particular on it either, but I think there's a lot of good in there. And you got to think of like with any genre, with any time period with music, it's it grows from that, you know, and something else is eventually going to come along that you're probably going to like. And if you listen to it, there's probably something in there that you can find. Or even if you can't find something that you like or enjoy, you can at least come to appreciate what these artists are bringing to the table. Because I think I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to make money. I mean, even if that's your one goal, I think that, you know, like, okay, so what? Little Yachty says, um, and again, I, I'm not a fan of Little Yachty's music or, you know, just in general, but I'm just saying like Little Yachty says, I don't, I'm just doing this for the clout. Like I'm just doing this for the money. Right. And which is, which he said on multiple occasions, right. He's not, he's not shy about that, but so what someone might enjoy that, you know, like the, even though it's it like, it's something is being birthed out of like, I don't, I don't think ignorance is the right word, but like just out of like a chase for like a monetary incentive doesn't mean that something good can't come out of it. You know, think about like movies, Julian, you love movies. Imagine if half the projects, half the movies that you like just never were released because there was no money in it, you know? If they said, oh, there's no money, so we're not gonna do it, you know? So, I mean, you gotta, you kinda gotta look at it from from two angles, I think, and I think, and this is specifically in the community. I'm not talking about people outside of the community, but mostly in the community, I feel like a lot of people are just so quick to just disregard these artists and, and this movement and this time period of hip hop that we're in. And it's, it's, Again, it's it's opinionated, but I, I think it's it's really shitty because I think there is something to be there's always something to be learned. There's always a lesson to be learned, right? Even if it's good or bad. There's something that we can learn and move forward from from this, right? Even if you don't like it. And if you don't like it, make your own damn music and be a part of the movement, you know? No, yeah. So I actually I agree with you to an extent. So I just want to make it very clear. Yes, I don't think there's anything and I, I made that clear like earlier when I was saying if you want to make money and that's your hustle. I don't think there is nothing. There is nothing wrong with wanting to make money. Like if I I go to work specifically to do one thing is make money. So I that doesn't bother me that much. And you like he, that used to bother me too much. But if I you're right. If you really think it through, like at the end of the day, hip hop has changed with you know streaming and all this stuff. And he took advantage of that to say that's bad. I don't think that is a bad thing. I think his music is bad, but the action. Which is fine. But with the action of him wanting to do what he wants to do, that's the American dream. I don't think that's a bad thing at all, right? Mm -hmm. um, to go forwards with, um, I, I also want to make it very clear, yes. At the end of the day, I do think liking music is a completely opinionated if you prefer mm -hmm. this or that, you know what I mean? I also do think music is very influential, as well as a lot of old school hip hop has a lot a lot to do with like you know killing drug use so it's very hard to compare the two because I do feel like the newer generation of hip hop does kind of promote this drug culture and I do think music is very influential I think it does come to a point where you do you should kind of look at some of these individuals not necessarily blame them but they are what's the best word um I'm not saying that they're role models yeah but I do think they are held accountable to an extent for you have this you have this platform and you're mm -hmm. promoting a certain uh, demographic of things that aren't sure. necessarily good. I mean, I don't want to go into too like specific about it. I mean, you're right because you're right. I mean, Eminem talked about killing his wife. You that's, know, like, that's what I'm there's saying. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of music. We're like that. turning into our parents. You know, we're saying but I now, don't think so. We're saying I what think, our parents were saying to no, us when we were kids. This think, is not okay. Like you guys are like you know, you guys have this presence and this power and this way to like 
put put these views yeah. on young minds. You know, when, when we were kids, we didn't give a shit about that. We were like, yeah, we were like, Odd Future Wolf Gang, kill shit, kill people, burn shit, fuck school. Yeah. And like yeah. Eminem talking about killing his wife or you know, any, any like, I mean, Biggie, Pac, all the, all the stuff that yeah, they yeah. were talking Listen, about, you know. it's I, not, I'm with you. I'm with you there. But I also, I don't think, and this is very opinionated and just my perspective on sure. it, but I don't think people who listen to Odd Future Wolf Gang or Eminem were doing these crazy things. You know what I mean? I think if you're constantly listening to music that's promoting drugs and things of that nature, you're going to be doing those things. Same with rock and roll. Same with even old school hip hop. Yeah, I, I do think. I, I do. I think. I think Fair. music can be very influential. And I think if you're already doing drugs of that sort and you have you're listening to this constantly, I don't think that's good for the mental psyche. I'm not saying that you're gonna you're listening to music and it talks about drugs. You're gonna do drugs. I'm just saying it's not helpful to the people that are already in those situations. And I think you are held accountable for those things and that's is a big part of hip-hop that i don't like personally and i think that's a very important thing i have a few things that come from everything that you guys are saying that i want to kind of bring to a head so as like a, a broader picture the same conversation that we're having about this specific like subgenre within rap or the specific movement in rap is kind of the same thing that we're advocating for for rap as a whole, right? Because the like, there are a lot of people that are like, okay, rap as a whole is very unwholesome and is influential in its way. And and now we're inside of that bubble doing the same thing, right? Like saying, oh, no, 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 rap is okay, but it's just this genre, right? And we're kind of cutting ourselves out of that. And it's like, no, if we're a part of rap, then we have to be willing to kind of like sift through the mud, right? So going back to what Ben was saying, there, so there are a few things that I was kind of thinking about. Because I think a lot of what you're saying is true, but th there's just so much nuance now that we're getting into like the nitty gritty of what constitutes rap, especially in this day and age. Um, so one, the one phrase that kind of comes to mind is interpretative charity, right? Which kind of has a lot of like sub processes to that because it, it's entirely true. Like we don't know what's happening behind the scenes, right? When right. it comes to how these artists are approaching <laughs> creating their art. And so we just see them as, because I actually really don't think of it that way. And I, and I should, it, like how you were putting it. Like, so, you know, you might see someone like a little Uzi Vert or a little Pump who's been working on their career for the better part of a decade, right? And then we just so happen to see them at the culmination of that. And they're, they have a specific sound at that stage. And we completely dismiss the struggle that they've gone through up to that point, right? Which is is a possibility, right? And I think that's something that needs to be taken into account. Regardless of what the outcome is, we still need to look at these artists as individuals, right? To promote just the general holistic, you know, understanding of human nature, right? But on the flip side of that coin, when you understand rap as an industry, the other side of that is, it might not even be that artist, but there's literally sure. a, a figurehead that is saying, right. let me invest in this individual because of the, the profit that they're going to bring me whatever ha i don't care what happens to the culture they're acting completely outside of yeah, the absolutely. musical and you know societal culture it's just a business standpoint. it's just a business Monetary move incentive. right mm -hmm. and the 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 you could call them i don't know if you necessarily call them the victim but the person being acted upon the object in that transaction is this artist that is being taken advantage of and they don't get a say in what they're because i mean i if you think about it 
Most of those artists have ghostwriters. They have producers. It's not like they themselves are actually producing anything of value. They are literally just the face. A puppet. Uh, exactly. And I'm not and I think the misstep is to put that on every single artist in this subgenre mm -hmm. of rap and we need to be better about okay, no, how do I actually cuz that and that and I don't mean to bring them up again and, and just kind of rehash old points because that's how I felt about Drake. I was like, "Oh, Drake is just this face. He's a good-looking dude that puts out music that is palatable to pretty much every person." Mm -hmm. and it's toothless like I don't care for it you know mm -hmm. but it's like no if I look at Drake as an individual that act and I think a huge part of the propaganda that allowed at least for me was the fact that he was ghostwritten that that spawned every other thought I was like okay well if he doesn't write his own stuff then obviously he doesn't produce his own stuff if he doesn't produce his own stuff then he's not making the decisions on how these products come out and I cannot respect him as an artist for that but the moment that I reversed that narrative and I was like you know what let me give him interpretative charity and the benefit of the doubt of saying you know what I actually think that Drake writes most of, if not all of his things, uh, all of his projects. I believe that he has a huge hand in the production that goes on his project and a decision of the songs mm -hmm. and everything else, right? You know what? If I look at it that way and I can believe that, Drake is actually the complete opposite. Now he actually right. holds a place in that argument. Yeah, and it also depends on if you care about that stuff too. Yeah. Some people just don't they care. Don't and, care. And, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Like, that's I mean, fine. Yeah. at the end of the day, you know, we're obviously we're very like, um, we're very passionate about this, so we care about those things, but we understand that a lot of our listeners are, and most people, like the general population, don't care about those things. All they care about is, does this music make me feel good? Is this enjoyable? Is this something that I'll listen to on my way to work, you know? So I think that's that's another a good point, like you're saying, you know. Um, some, some people just don't care about that stuff, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But now here, this is where it gets a little tricky, right? Because I, I don't, it, this isn't exclusive to rap, but being that rap is now the number one genre in the world, celebrity culture, right? Yeah. Even if you don't care so much about how the music is being made, the f that's why these people are investing in the individual in the first place because they understand from a transactional standpoint that it's the face that matters, right? Whatever that's going to represent. And so regardless of whether or not the listener can cares about what, what happened in the process to bring that product in front of them, they are still enjoying the face that is representing right. that product. And so, and, and for deep reasons that they may, may even understand, mm -hmm. right. Which is that I, and again, I might be projecting my own sure. way of listening to music onto uh, the, the general populace. But I know for me, like, e like, you know, cause that's where I disagree. Like I definitely listen to a lot of raps rappers that, you know, uh, are proponents of drug use, or, you know, I mean, I listen to Eminem, you know, I'm not doing drugs. I'm not killing people. Exactly. And I'm not <laughs> doing any of those things. And no, but sorry, I don't mean to but, cut you off. Sorry, yeah, continue. Yeah, well, well, and it's, it's a yes and a no because they're still influential, right? Sure. Like, and you still look it up to them. I know at least I did. I still look up to a lot of those artists for whatever reason, you know? And so I don't know. I, I it's. So I was. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was being good. very specific on, yes, I'm not saying people that do listen. Yes, like I listen to Eminem, I listen to All Future. I didn't do anything crazy. I listen to Absol, who's very into drugs and things like that. I'm talking people that are already in these drug situations and listening to people constantly talking about those stuff. And well, that is a big issue. I think that is a very big issue. Well, I think that does affect people's lives. Well, yeah. Maybe but not you and me. 
but people that are currently in those situations. Well, but at the same time, like if you're already in that situation, what's a rap song gonna do? For if you're you. already exactly, doing that, what's exactly. a rap song like that? That's a that's a personal decision, you know. And I no, think, of course, that's a personal decision, but it's definitely not making things anything better. Nah, but but it's also not. But it's also not my fault that that person decided to follow that path in life. So why can't oh. I enjoy something about that? Especially if it's like of a course. legitimate, no, yeah. like you know, Eminem's. I mean, don't get me wrong. As far as when we were talking about Eminem and like, you know, his, his antics, you know, just for lack of a better word. I mean, but there's a lot of stuff in there that he's talking about his personal experience and his relationship with drugs. You know, he's not saying in every song, go and fucking do drugs. He's saying, this yes. is what my experience is. So, you know, if anything, I feel like that's hope, you know, and, and Eminem does talk about that a lot. He's like, I hope he says in one of the songs, I think can't remember if it's in revival or not revival in recovery or in, um, I think it was in recovery. He says, even if I can reach one person with my stories and it makes them like, it's not exactly like this. I know exactly. Like, the, yeah, even if I it, this reaches about. one person and makes them change their ways and what and the path they're going on in life, then that's okay with me, you know? Yes. So I don't, th I mean, obviously, yeah, you're going to have artists out there that are always promoting garbage and nonsense, right? That That's fine. But like, I, I, I don't think, I don't think that it's the responsibility of the artist to like, you know, like to have to censor themselves for other people. So, you know? So that's but, a great word. Sorry, I didn't mean to no, cut no, you no. off. You're totally okay. So as far as that goes, um, we're getting um, pretty pressed for time here. And I think this is a good spot to start talking about. We kind of already broke the ice on it on commercialization of rap. You know, and I think, yeah. I think that, um, I think that's what puts off a lot of people in the, in the culture, just that enjoy hip hop music in general. I think that's a big part of why people, uh, a, a big, pretty decent group of people don't, particularly care for the way that rap is going because rap has always had its its face and its name in in commercial in commercial music and, and in pop music but not at this astronomical level that it currently is at you know it's 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 unprecedented yeah you know i mean you had a little bit i mean in the early 2000s you know you had you heard rappers on the radio but it was always featuring a pop artist like eminem and rihanna or bob and bruno mars or you know whatever the case was you know it was never just a rap song and it wasn't and it had to if it was just a rap song it had to be palatable and you heard a lot of r&b like trey songs and you know like those kind of artists t-pain like we talked about um in our last session in our last episode but rap has never been at the caliber that it is right now on a, on a commercial level and on a like a like a on a consumer facing level so yeah i i mean it's crazy i, th I think that's what puts a lot of people off too about you know, the new wave um, and kind of like what Julian was saying with like, you know, how like artists have a responsibility, you know, you're seeing you seeing young kids talking about this shit and, and dying from doing drugs, you know, and like they do, they definitely do have an influence on their fans and that, and that's due to the commercialization, you know, that's what makes any creative field so difficult. Right. I I've thought about this analogy so many times because I've thought about my desire to do artistic things mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm just tired of working for people, you know, just having <laughs> to put your schedule, like I want to be my own boss. Right. But as an artist, you're technically not your own boss. Like the people that you're, you're making your Dictated. art for yeah. is your boss. Unless you're and, Russ. <laughs> I but mean, even but, but even that, like the I'm thing sure is they're, they're your boss, but you also decide whether or not that's going to affect to the way that, the way you, that you, exactly, yeah. exactly. Sure. And it might, it's so unpredictable. And it just, I think that's a great question. Like, do artists hold responsibility? Does anybody hold responsibility? And it comes down to, you know, if you're thinking about things individual, individually or individualistically, like mm -hmm. 
is it just on the individual to do whatever they want and just hope that the greatest good kind of comes from that? Or are you supposed to, you know, cater your lifestyle to living for other people, you know, which <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like I, I re that's something that I struggle with to this day, you know, uh, because there's only so much you can do for other people. You, you shouldn't be living you know, we come from a very service oriented culture, you know, here mm -hmm. in Utah. And, but at the same time, there's so, there's such a dip in mental health that comes from living solely for other, for people, other people and not taking care of yourself. But on the same side, of, on the other side of that same token, when you live selfishly, that comes with its own levels of detriment. Sure. And so, you know, I, I it's, it's such a, yeah, sorry. Yeah. You go Ben. No, I don't no, no, exactly you're fine. Um, to, to speak on that, on the, on the selfishness and selflessness. Um, I think you definitely a uh, really good quote from a life coach that I had at one point in my life. Um, you have to be selfish before you can help other people and like fulfill those kinds of goals or, or like to, in order to truly help people, you need to be selfish in your life and figure out your shit basically first before you can go out and help other people and really be effective at it. I mean, granted, you can do community service and stuff like that, but I mean like to a point where you can really make an impact, like in a monetary sense, you know, like let's say you're, you really, you're really passionate about feeding the homeless, right? Or, or about getting people housing, right? There are homeless people that need housing, right? And, but I mean, yeah, you can help them. You can go to the soup kitchen. You can, you know, you can, you can donate clothing. You can, you know, you can, you can, um, dedicate your time to helping them. Right. But if you work on yourself first and you get to a monetary standpoint where you can actually make a major impact, you're going to do a lot more good. Not that those other things aren't good, but like you could be in a position now where you're a multimillionaire and you, or you have the connections now to get these people into places to better their lives. Right. Provided you don't change on the way. And that right. that's really right. the biggest thing because a lot of and this is doesn't just go this doesn't just go for artists like you know we had this general, conversation yeah. the other day about Jeff Bezos right mm -hmm. when you go from you know what you might consider poverty i don't know what his financial circumstances mm -hmm. were at the beginning of his career but to a multi -bill the richest man in the world right what where is the equation that tells you proportionally what you are now responsible for right sure. because obviously you're no, like you're in the end game like yeah. <laughs> if there's anybody that can be considered at the at the end game of human life right. when you're making hundreds of billion dollars so now where where does the responsibility come in right like what what is the proportion of your wealth mm -hmm. in that paradigm that is subject to being allocated towards society you know and and but when we're what but that's in that paradigm but when you're operating from you know what making money is the American dream. This person has individual liberties. Mm -hmm. There is no equation for that. He can do whatever he wants sure. and there's nothing wrong with like, right. that's the thing. It, it's just kind of this it back, goes and, back forth. and forth. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, but specifically with artists. Um, sorry, the point that I was trying no, to get off good. on yeah. there before I, I went on that little tangent is just more, um, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before, you know, when we were saying, well, you know, we have these artists that we think or or we know are literally just doing it for the money and it's like well yeah but i mean that kind of comes with it like there has to be, be the way that our society is structured there has to be a monetary incentive in order to be able to continue with these things otherwise you're giving up time i mean you could do it but realistically and just like it, it just wouldn't make sense in our society to work that way because you might not be able to provide yourself or, or provide for yourself or for your family if you have one, you know, or let alone, you know, have a roof over your head, you know, if you're just giving up all your time and energy for no incentive, you know, I mean, they're, they're not, 
maybe incentive is not the best word to use in that to describe that, but just there's no money. So there's no way to live. So there's no way to further what you're trying to accomplish. Right. So, I mean, yeah, like we were saying with, with artists, you know, like, Oh, like, you know, they, they have money, they have, you know, this obligation or, 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 or like with record labels, like how we were talking, you know, they might not even have a choice or a say in what they're doing, but they gave that up because they needed the funds or the security in order to be able to continue their careers. So I think it's, I think it's very naive to leave that off the table. I think that's most artists in general. I think that is one of their driving factors, at least in our society as current as today. You know, especially, you know, you got these 16, 17 year old kids getting on a mic rapping and making millions of dollars. So there's a lot of incentive for these kids when they're seeing now college is not affordable anymore. You know, a lot of people agree with that. College is not affordable. People don't want to get in debt to go to college or people don't want to go in debt to learn, learn, a, a, you know, get a bachelor's degree that maybe will make them $12, $13 an hour when they can go and apply at McDonald's and make $12, $13 an hour, you know? So the world is shifting, you know, our society is shifting. And with that, I think comes the nuances of hip hop as it is right now. And why maybe we don't have the same sentiment that someone slightly younger than us or someone that grew up during that time might have towards it, you know? So this is a perfect time. I think that kind of <laughs> brings this whole conversation into a single point. Sure. Is what we were talking about 1985 off of KOD from J. Cole's album. Because you had said that that was tone deaf, but I think it embodies that exact conversation in saying, listen, it's there's nothing wrong with you. If you want to go and make your bag, go ahead and do it, right? Mm -hmm. But these are the things you need to be aware of, right? Is that you're having an influence, like whether or not you want to acknowledge that, sure. you have an impact on these kids. And not only that, for yourself, from an from a from a personal, yeah. this, this business model that you're following is not sustainable. If you're going to continue living, living this way, not only will that clout die down, but then it's you will be in a precarious yeah. financial yeah. situation. So- I think that is literally, and it, it, and I mean, obviously, I'm a J. Cole dick writer. I, you know, like that's just yeah. how it is, right? But I, I, and but it's because of moments like that. It, I, it wasn't a diss. I mean, you could, or there were definitely some lines in there that were sure, taking jabs. Sure. But also, this is coming from the dude that was saying "fuck J. Cole," right? Like he yeah, has yeah, a yeah. right to respond to that, yeah, right? Yeah. Of course. But outside of that, it's like I felt like that conversation was so real because he was he did it with respect. He was just saying, "Listen, you're coming at me as an old head." whatever you can say whatever you want but here is the reality of how the situation will play out mm -hmm. and that's exactly what happened who's listening to little pump in 2021 right yeah. who and who and where is he like i mean i'm sure maybe he's sitting uh, wherever with his millions right maybe mm -hmm. but i again i that's just what I, I what i think is that that's a very relevant song because it talks about this exact same topic right yeah. about Listen, you want to make money? That's fine. But these are the questions you have to bring forth, right? Is like, what is your sure. legacy now that you're at this level of, you know, celebrity or, dumb or whatever you want to call yeah. it? No, I think that's a good point. Um, all right. So let's just go over final thoughts here. Um, I, I have a lot to say about that. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's it a sound, whole It might sound we very weird. Do, yeah, yeah, yeah. It might very sound very weird where, where Darian said I said it's tone deaf. I, I would definitely have to go into detail on what exactly I mean by that because I think it sounds a lot harsher than it actually is. I love J. Cole, man. Nothing against him. But anyways, um, I just kind of want to do our final thoughts. So if any, if there's anything that anybody else wants to say, anybody that thinks anything is relevant or just a topic we can just cover in a couple minutes here, go ahead, say your piece, and then we'll, we'll wrap this up. Yeah, so I just wanted to clarify what I was saying before. Um, I don't mean to 
put everybody in that category just because I don't think everybody in the new wave is just a drug rapper and maybe not saying that they're a hundred percent held accountable. But I do think if you do have some type of following, I think there should be some type of, I don't know what's the best word for that. Um, to, I don't know, like watch yourself. Uh, I don't know. Responsibility. Just, Res- yeah. just some responsibility. And like you're, uh, it's very hard to like control people. I don't want to control anybody. I want you to do what you want. And it also comes back to where you're raised. I mean, a lot of these people are raised in drug based communities and that's just how they are. You know what I mean? I, I, I can understand that. It's just, it just kind of frustrates me that there's a lot of people out there that are, and you are also right. You guys brought up you you brought up that it's 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 not Tyler Creator's fault that this person got into that, or you know what I mean. It's not this artist's fault that this person is into drugs. But I I definitely don't think it makes it any better. And I do think some of these artists should not be held ac- accountable, but be considerate. To those things and I think that's a very big thing that nobody really considers nowadays so then when I hear an album like KOD and I don't I don't want to get into J. Cole really but I do respect that album so much because it does it's important for these these times and I do think it needs to be looked into yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna end on there sorry I get a little no you're totally about that because okay. I feel like nobody talks about these stuff and I think these are important things you know what I mean yeah. and I, I don't expect YBN Nelly to stop talking about these things you know what I mean continue doing your thing <laughs> They're, they, okay, and I get what you're saying in, in that sense. Like, yeah. I think there definitely is, like, a line to be drawn. So I understand what you're saying there. But That's I just mean, in general, talking. if someone's just saying, I'm going to, like... Like, I mean, th- I definitely think there's some things that should be off limits. But if you're just saying, like, I'm taking 10 Zannies a day and passing out, like, okay, good for you. That's on yeah. you. You know of what course, I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, hell, I was listening. I was at the gym the other day, and I, I love the song by Absol Drugs, right? And that song specifically it's literally made me, yeah, it, that song specifically made me consider, it's like, wow, what is the difference with this song compared to the others? And I was contemplating that for the longest time. And you're right. It was, it's him. It's who he is. He's obviously into drugs. And I understand. I get the biggest difference that I can take away from that is usually is like, he mentions it a little bit less than a lot of these other rappers do, I feel like. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I feel like there are, there can be a handful of these, the new wave where it's like every single song is just about the same old thing. And it's like, <laughs> come on, let's talk about something else. And it's not even about influence. It's, not, it's also about subject matter. Like, let's just talk about something new. You know what I mean? And this is just my personal opinion on it. And that's what I was going to say is that, okay, so just kind of co-signing what, J- what Julian said is that I am for, we live in such a beautiful age where so many people can, yeah, get a mic, Mm -hmm. make your music and make a living off of it. And that's a great thing, right? And all it is, is just being considerate, you know, being, just knowing that there is influence that comes from that music. But then at the same time, it's just like, yeah, we, who has the right to, to be a gatekeeper for that? So what I, if I wanted to extend an olive branch, it's like, okay, the same benefit of the doubt that we're going to give to these artists, they, these artists and their listeners. Cause my, my biggest worry is that when you're part of a culture, you want it to, you want to see it succeed, right? Sure. Flourish and, and, uh, be enriched, not just on financial grounds, but you want to see new good content being created mm-hmm. by various artists because you want a larger selection to pick from, you know what I mean? And so when you have artists that are putting out this formulaic, you know, bland to us, right? Obviously, that isn't their fans can listen to whatever that is that they want to listen to, but just a, a a footnote that you're missing out on a lot more. You know, like the be if you're if you're just pigeonholing yourself into this one genre mm-hmm. sub genre of rap, and that's all you listen to, 
and and that's that could be same that I can take that own that I can take that advice for myself because I listen to almost exclusively rap. Actually, that's not true. I listen to a lot of other stuff, but for a long time I did, you know. So I don't know, just diversity, diversity in in thought, diversity in sound, diversity in subject matter when it comes to rap, so that we can just all be in line. Not in line. That's not the word, but you know, just have more to you know vibes bro just, just yeah vibes. <laughs> at the end of the day i think that's what's important yeah. nah i like those points i want to bring up one more mm -hmm. thing before we end i want to say i want to be very clear that i do respect of course like i i don't want to like when new artists are coming on in the scene i don't think it's okay to immediately like point the finger and be like this is trash immediately i do think everything should be worth listening to it's just me personally when it comes to the whole big drug use part of the new wave kind of frustrates me just a little bit more and i just wanted to very clarify that i don't want to cancel culture i'm not all for censorship sure. that i didn't want i, I can understand why you guys disagree with, that's not what i was nah. really trying to go for <laughs> i don't want a censorship i'm very against that i'm just more passionate about those that are that they have influenced and it does just i feel like it can it. and just being a little bit more mindful of that of course like mm -hmm. i don't want to and I, now i can understand the disagreement where it's like i, I just want to censor people of course not. i don't want any censorship i just want to be very clear on that but sure now I, I like it i like it i think those are some good closing points uh little homework for our listeners I, i'm not gonna go too much into like what i think about all that because we've you we, we know we, we've covered it pretty well but if you kind of want to know my thoughts uh listen to who knew from eminem off the Marshall Mathers LP album. Uh, I think that bet definitely really sums up how I feel about censorship and how I feel about just music in general in, in regards to that sentiment of wow. what are the, the responsibility of the artist and what's the responsibility of, you know, and what responsibility falls on, you know, these young, uh, you know, our future, you know, of our society, you know, uh, on the parental side of things too. Because I think that's a big part of it. And I don't want to go too deep into that because we're wrapping this up. But yeah, if you guys have some time, if you haven't heard it already, or even if you have heard it, go back and listen to it. Listen to the whole album if you have a chance. It's great. Um, but yeah, with that, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, super, it was a super fun episode. I, I really enjoyed the content that we covered. You know, I, th I think we, we definitely thought this was going to go one way and I think it went a different way and that's totally okay. Um, and yeah, we want to know your guys' thoughts too. So always feel free to leave your thoughts in the, the comment section and uh, we'll see you on our next episode.